Hey everybody, welcome to our time of fill in the blank. Mark here. And Jessica. And we're so excited to be with you. This is a standalone series where it's not the Menlo Midweek, it's not the Menlo Sermons Podcast, but this is our time to get to know our new senior pastor, Phil Eubank, a little bit better. Yeah, we are so excited that he's here with us. And you might be thinking, didn't we already have some videos like that that came out last year? And the answer is yes, we did. You can go to menlo.church slash senior pastor to check those videos out. This is a different opportunity where we want to hear from you, what you want to know from Phil, and we're going to ask different types of questions, maybe some deep theological ones, maybe some lighthearted, what's your Phil's coffee order? Exactly. And so this is a collaborative effort. Treat this time as your time with Phil as well. We'd love to pass your questions on to him so you could send those in to us either in social media or our text number or email and we'd love to pass those on to you we're super excited about this opportunity with phil we hope that you are too and now let's have phil on for phil in the blank welcome to not menlo midweek this week this is and it's just branded Jess Branded. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Which means it's Jess Mark and Phil Eubank, our senior pastor What's is up, here. What's up, everybody? We still have our live studio audience. Jess mm. Branded because I was somehow creative and came up with that name. It's a great name. It's Thanks. a great name. We weren't sure how you felt about Phil or name puns. Yeah. So we're I'm like, this, this yeah. could go up great. in smoke or it could be great. It's great. That was going to be our first mm-hmm. question. So mm-hmm. I already got one down. Okay. <laughs> And so if you're unfamiliar with what this is, we have been polling our staff. We've been polling our uh, online community on the weekends, socials. And this is a time for us as a community, that includes you, to, to get time with Phil, which mm-hmm. is so incredibly valuable and we're so excited for it. So if you have questions at all, we'd love to get those from you. You could go onto our Instagram. You could text us at 650-600-0402. And we will pass on your questions to Phil, like this first one. Phil, you ready? I'm ready. I'm so excited. (laughs) Hey, can you guys always talk about products? One of the things I was thinking is that for every podcast episode, you should think of a For the Bay local sponsor that has not actually sponsored us. Okay. But we can just assign and say like today, like, hey, Pete's Coffee yep. Yep. is today's sponsor. And can we do a little jingle? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe somebody <laughs> at one of these local businesses will hear and give okay. us something nice. Yes. But otherwise, you know, if you, yeah. if you don't drink Pete's, Pete's isn't a thing really in Colorado. Yeah. Hmm. I'd had it before, but it is it is great. There is there is some incredible coffee, some incredible coffee mm-hmm. around here. So it's been I a do blessing. think that Pete's has stayed in business because of Menlo Church, because it's literally across the street. Oh, there is a, yeah, that, that, <laughs> there's a 0% chance that place stays open without Menlo, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most seamless ad read we've ever done here. You're welcome. So you guys are welcome. Uh, so Jess, do you want to ask our first question or would you like me to lead our time? I feel like I'll start with the one that's connected to coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have a place, if you're not from the Bay Area, called Phil's Coffee with a Z on the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. The first question is, have mm. you been there? And if you have, what is your order or what did you like? Yeah. So I went there my first ever time to Phil's Coffee. I was in Long Beach. Uh, it was in October. Okay. And we were down there for a pre-planned vacation. And then our whole family came up and we were sort of undercover, mm-hmm. getting the kids a chance to see stuff and continue to have conversations and all that. And I. I took a Zoom call in the process for Menlo outside of a Pete's Coffee <laughs> no in way. Long Beach. Yeah, that's a true story. Uh, and so I just got, I, I'm kind of 
boring when it comes to coffee. Mm -hmm. If I want to taste, uh, if it's actually good, I'm typically going to get like a pour over or an Americano. Like I, I want not all the extra stuff. I like iced vanilla lattes too, but uh, it feels like the kind of the candy version of coffee to me. Mm. Uh, and then if I'm going to be really pretentious, I don't even know if Phil's offers this, but it would be a cortado, which is uh, mm -hmm. like two ounces of steamed milk and a double espresso. So mm. that would be a look into how extra I can be. Interesting. With coffee. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you dabbled with alternative milks? Mm. No. That's a hot topic here nope, in the Bay. Never. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, yeah. When they look at me and they're like, hey, is whatever milk okay? And I'm like, and you say half and half. They're like, what century? I'm are like, you from? I'm whatever you want to put in there is fine. <laughs> It's great. I'm not drinking oat milk latte yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, when it's nuts, when it starts with nuts, I know almond milk. I'm like this. I get it. There are some people they have to have that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but if you don't yeah. have to have that, I'm like, we don't do that with other stuff. We're not like yeah. let's let's make some leather milk. We don't do that. Mm. So maybe that's a thing that's going to start <laughs> next month. Let's start the, yeah, let, brought to you by let. I bet if you don't Google leather milk, but I bet if you do, <laughs> there are results. I don't want to know. There, yeah, that seems actually. I will bad. say I don't have to have it, but I should. Okay. Have it I'm for my it. own. Well, I'm not going to go into detail. Nice. Nice, Jess. That's Are we strong. saying who the questions were from? I forget. Uh, we can. This one came in from a text message. Well, that one was, that Phil's one was from Brett Corton on oh, staff, nice. our next nice. gen okay. director. Yeah. This like is okay. from one of our online friends that texted this into our f online church phone number. Phil's first job was blank. Yeah. So I have worked pretty much my whole life and I had some sort of, sketchy under the table jobs where i'd be like a <laughs> mm -hmm. bus boy or something sure. my first legit official job is i worked at my local radio shack oh uh, my gosh yeah. which if you don't know what radio shack is think best buy meets cvs uh it was it's a very unique they sold like random tvs and then components like electronic components that people would use to build any number of different things. So it was like the nerdiest job you could have. I loved it. Uh, it was super fun. It was super fun. Have you ever thought about working at Best Buy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Best Buy feels a little too commercial for me. Mm. So there's like, uh, do, they, do they have fries out here? Not or anymore. Like micro centers? So. Yeah. Those are the kinds of places. I'd be more into those kinds of places. Oh, yeah. Best Buy would be like, here's the totally done sure. for you computer if you want it, I guess. You can That's take so that funny. one. So, Interesting. Yep. Okay. I don't remember who this was one was from. Okay. What is the Oh, actually, I think it's uh our San Mateo kids director Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Kim. Said, Mark Kim, by the way, fantastic. Yes. Great fantastic dude. dude. Yeah. All the marks are the best. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Just okay. took a shot at himself. Yikes. Okay. Uh -oh. Um what Let's is, dig into that later. <laughs> what would you say is the most annoying habit that you have that your wife points out all the time? Uh, I don't think Alyssa would point out any bad habits. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, she's not here to uh, respond. <laughs> no, th there's two, and they're like sort of opposite of each other, I think. One is in our bathroom, there's like a corner by my sink. Uh, so I get up, I'm the earliest one to get up in our house by hours. And so um, I don't want to like make a disturbance or go out to where our laundry stuff is. And so there is a corner that just collects clothes that I'm like, you know, transitioning to my next day. And so she calls it my crap corner. Uh, <laughs> and so that corner, that's, that's annoying to her. And then um, I uh, like things to be neat and orderly, which is ironic given what I just said. Uh, but like our kitchen, I don't, I know, there are people, this is a personality thing. There are people 
that don't mind having dishes collect outside of their sink. And then mm-hmm. there are people uh, that are properly emotionally balanced that want <laughs> those dishes in the dishwasher just on an ongoing basis so you mm, can live sure. with some semblance of order. Um, I'm the second category. Alyssa is the first category. Mm. And so I am sort of maniacal about like if there is a dish, uh, it's very normal for me to walk in from work and there's like 20 dishes sitting on our counter and I'm like saying hello and good to see everybody while I'm putting dishes away. <laughs> and it's actually sadly rooted in childhood trauma, but uh, okay. that's just like a thing for me of like, I want this to all be good. And that's annoying to her too. So those would be... <laughs> There, I'm sure there's a list, but those would do would definitely be on her list. <laughs> those came to your mind pretty quickly. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are just the most recent. We, yeah, we've from been this morning. Yeah. We've been married for uh, 16 years, so uh, that list is probably a lot yeah, longer. Yeah, that, I'm yeah. guessing that there's some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, keeping with the family theme, what is your favorite game to play with your kiddos or family? So our kids are different ages and stages by a lot. So our mm-hmm. youngest is three, and our oldest is 13. Um, so, I mean, I think that going to a playground or going for a walk or walking around downtown like that, our whole crew will do that and enjoy it. They like different things, kind of just exploring. Um, our oldest is really into technology. So anything that's kind of into that, he's big fan of, and, uh, he's still convinced that I know more than him in that space. I don't, but (laughs) that's like a fun thing for it that we can share. Our two other boys that are our youngest two, they love Legos and building things and, uh, Wells, our three-year-olds are our only kiddo that's like, let's wrestle. Like we've never had a kid like that before. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun thing. And then Maisie is super into art. And so she'll want to do kind of any of that stuff with you. And um, she loves musical theater and all that stuff. So uh, super pumped. But I think for all of us together, uh, one of the games that is like a fun family game, but I actually don't usually get to play it because you can only play four people, but I'll watch it. Mm-hmm is Mario Party. So they'll oh, play yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we give Wells a controller that's broken, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> Pro tip. So yeah, Amazing. yeah. If you've got a three-year-old, yeah. this is it, dude. That's so <laughs> helpful. Uh, and then Alyssa is very competitive. And uh, so it's kind of funny to watch mm-hmm. it. You know, she's getting beat by an eight-year-old and just annoyed. <laughs> um, and then I c- kind of bounce in and out. So uh, yes, yeah, so that those are probably the list right now. But it, mm. it changes, it evolves, I feel like, kind of on a regular basis. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Very fun. So you have four kids, three of three boys and one girl. Yep. And you've only had one of those boys be into wrestling. I, I know. Yeah. Wow. I have an yeah, older yeah. brother, so I'm just right. like baffles yeah. my mind. Our older two are like very much not into that, huh. and they're actually annoyed that Wells, our three year old, likes to do it because they're like, "This isn't <laughs> us." So I'll I'll do it with them, and I mean, he just he's just full like stereotypical little boy, and we just have not had that. Yeah. Like our kids just have not been that way. And so, yeah, I mean, the stuff that he'll say, where he'll just be like, he'll be on top of you and he's like, I'm going to get you in your face. And you're like, where did you learn that? Like, is your mom saying that when I'm at work? Like, what, where is this coming from? It's got to be coming so from your mom, right? That's, that's, exa- that's my assumption. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, they're, they're fun. They all bring, you know, different, different energy to the house. And uh, yeah, family's fun with all of them. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a baseball fan and... Every time a player comes out on the uh-huh. go up to bat, there's a song that plays for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were a baseball player, mm-hmm. or I guess maybe other things do it too, what would be your walkout song? Yeah. So uh, fun fact about me, I, I like a lot of different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a pretty small church that was 
really influenced in kind of the broader church context around it by a lot of gospel music. Mm. And then some of my very best friends uh, are just really fun in the like kind of rap and hip hop scene up in Seattle. And when they were younger, we're like really in it. Shout out to my buddy, Javon. Um, and so one of the, one of the groups that I, uh, one of the people I got into for years was Tadashi. Mm. Um, and he does a song called Make War that if, like if I, if I need to hype myself up, I'll literally like put in AirPods before a service and listen <laughs> to this song. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you should, you can, you should sample it. Just sample the first 20 seconds of it in the podcast. It's okay. a, it's a John Piper quote of him talking at the beginning of the song. Uh, and he's like, I hear so many Christians uh, murmuring and murmuring, why am I this way? And then he goes like, make war. And right when he says make war, the beat kicks in oh. and Tadashi starts right. It is, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun hype up <laughs> song. It's pretty intense. Wow. Uh, but that would probably, that'd probably be it. Nice. Yeah. That sounds so, I want to listen to that right now. I yeah. can, I can play it for you if you want. <laughs> I'll put it in here. It'll be really yeah, fun. All right. and their failures and their addictions and their shortcomings and I see so little war murmur 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 why am I this way make war and then this was a question from our very own Jessica Havens nice Phil what is your unpopular opinion <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to need to give me a more narrowed category. I know. Yes. Uh, unpopular opinion about pop pop culture, anything in there? I think when we the last time we asked this question, not to throw our loving volunteer Rochelle Summers under the bus, but she said she did not oh, like Mandy Moore and that yeah. caused a division in our in our friendship. That was and I like Mandy Moore and I didn't know that I I thought I was like one of the few that like love her and I loved that everybody was like, "What? You don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. like her?" Yeah, that's great. Uh, my wife would tell you that I have uh, like a crush on Mandy Moore. That's what she would tell mm. you. That's not true, but I did connect to the movie A Walk to Remember when I was mm. younger, and she was in that movie. So, yeah. uh, and then Alyssa's like, you, you married a piano playing pastor's daughter. That's <laughs> that's the troll in our marriage. Uh, yeah. So I'll let me give I'll give this take, and there's no answer to this unpopular opinion. But I think what pop music has done to worship music is that uh, we, we consume, worship music has become a commodity. So we are simultaneously living in one of the greatest renaissance of the greatest music that we've had for the church mm -hmm. in 2000 years. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, the kind of stuff that gets put out every day. But because it lives in the space of pop culture and pop music, uh, we don't listen to the same pop music six months from now that we listen to now because we consume it, we binge it, mm. and we do the same thing with worship music. Mm. And uh, so the reason that classics and hymns are still sung is because they were written to last. And I think that the influence of pop music on worship music is that we aren't writing worship music to last, we're writing worship music to hit. Mm. Um, and I think, I, I don't have a solution to it, but I think it is, it is going to be a, uh, it is going to be a short-lived tendency. At mm. some point, we're going to have to change that. So, well, we've brought Josh Fox here to combat that argument. I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. I'm an Instagram eight, so I'd be down. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed this time, you we want to invite you to participate right alongside with us. Mm -hmm. so you could text our number again. That's six five zero six hundred oh four oh two. 
reach out on Instagram, send us an email, pigeon, smoke signal, <laughs> any, anything. Facts, and we'll, we'll pager. translate this. Phil, I want to give you a chance. Was there a question that you would like from that or another question for Jessica and myself? Yeah, I mean, I think for, for you guys, like when I think about what online life and church looks like mm-hmm. today, if you could wave a wand, what's something that you would love to dream about in the space of online ministry mm-hmm. moving forward? Because I think there's two, there's two extremes. One is online church is everything. We should just shut down physical in-person gatherings. Sure. Um, and the other is, man, I'm glad we had online for COVID, but now it's de-incentivizing people from the ecclesia of being in person. Mm-hmm. So like I, I know people at pretty large churches that are actually shutting down their streams. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you guys, your answer will reflect a little bit of your philosophy. Um, but w- what's something you hope for, believe for in the future of online ministry? Yeah. I think about that question almost daily. <laughs> I wonder kind why. of his job. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> If I had a magic wand, I would want to create a space in which people could not be physically with us, but still be somehow physically with us. Meaning, I, I see the number and the data uh, the data around who's watching, where they're watching from, how long they're watching from on, across all of our different platforms, yet I can only name a fraction of those people or contact a fraction of those people. Right. There's a way where we could, again, magic some somehow, right. where whether that is a cultural thing or some development in which those people could could be and wanted to be with us, contacted, seen, known, heard, mm-hmm. discipled, that would be the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> she got Jessica. I feel like my answer would be anything, anything I say would be less than that. That was a great answer. Can I just say ditto? Yeah, I mean, we no, think about this a lot together. together but I you, do. You, um, your answer can be, it can be that and, it can yeah. be different. You know? It's similar to that, I think, not only being in community with us, but with each other. And so I think there's, mm-hmm. like, whether that's like an online life group or in-person life group, if we find out that there's, you know, 10 different people who are watching from San Diego, that they could still be a Menlo Church life group but they would be in San Diego, but they would still be together in person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just more like in-person mm-hmm. community, but doesn't have to specifically be present in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. So like regional meetups almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Little microsites. Yeah, we cool. talked about that. Every, mm-hmm. you know, We yeah. do know people that were like, this was like a COVID thing in I think San Mateo, that they would have like watch parties in their garage mm-hmm. and have anybody come over and like watch the service together. Yeah. So like that stuff is just super awesome that people could do that. And expanding our podcast ministry. This is probably my favorite yeah. part of my job right now. That's <laughs> good. I think what you just said also links to what you commented earlier about pop culture is it's church, online church streams, videos, music. That should not be something one consumes. And, mm. and I don't want to create an online ministry in which people are consuming what we're putting out, but living it, breathing it, having that shape how they're thinking and feeling and acting. So... And that could be through, you know, local meetups mm-hmm. or life groups or, I don't know, a whole plethora of ways. So yeah. exciting stuff because that's, I mean, we're talking about like it's a dream now, but hey, that's, you know, if that's on our hearts, that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think much like the church was in America 
in the kind of modern movement of church that we think about, let's call 30 years ago, 40 years ago, where what the church looks like today mm-hmm. was such a new concept and you had people just flooding into it. Mm-hmm. I think what COVID did is it accelerated that for a long time, if you were a church that could just produce well done content, not just your church, but just people were going to consume it. And I think the same transition that the church had to make from consumers to contributors, from participate to engage, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think online ministry will be smart. We will be wise to say, even though we don't have to do that yet, because we could still just aim at consumption. It would be fine for sure. years. Um, because we know it's coming and it's better, what if we aimed at engagement now? Right. Mm-hmm. What would change because of it? So right. that's great. Yeah. I like it. Thanks, guys. I think we yeah. passed, Jess. <laughs> okay. Stop. Oh, stop. We're off the hook now. Um, <laughs> My but, next question next time is going to be, you guys can think about it. Uh, how does artificial intelligence equip us to share the gospel in a more compelling way in our region and world? Ooh. Love that. All right. If you have an answer. Yeah, text, text in us. your answer. Text in your questions. <laughs> have a great week, everyone. And we'll see you either on the Menlo Sermons podcast or Menlo Midweek. Bye. See ya. See you guys.